Hi, I'm Pamela Pims, host of the Good of the Hive podcast, sharing stories from the road about art activist Matt Willey as he paints 50,000 bees in murals and installations around the world. Tell me a story, Pam. Once upon a time, there was a boy and a bee. (laughs) I love this story. Keep going. (laughs) Nice to talk to you again so soon. Yeah. All right. I want to hear about La Belle, Florida, the very first mural. How did this all come about? Sure. You know, I had had that experience years before with the bee. And I had just put it out there to friends. I was sort of obsessed with bees for years before anything um, transpired. But I had put it out there that I wanted to do one mural to raise awareness about what was going on with honeybees and other pollinators. Um, And so a friend of mine, uh, about seven years after that initial experience with the bee, she sent me an iPhone video of the side of a honey company in Central Florida. And she said, Matt Willie, you should paint bees on the side of this building. And I was like, well, I'm gonna call them up and see if they want bees. It was just an old 1920s building. And, um, and I called them up and they said, uh, when I asked them if they would like a mural of honeybees, they said, we would love a mural of honeybees, but we have no money to pay you. The town has no money to fund this. And murals are illegal in LaBelle, Florida. And so great start, great start. Right. So I told them, you know, I paint way too slow. I will totally get caught by the cops. So, um, but I do have this sort of philosophy that, um, you know, humans let money guide them a little too much. So I basically said to them, don't worry about the money. We'll figure that out. But if you guys can get the law changed, I'll figure out a way to, to do this. And so we hung up the phone and I figured they were never going to call me back. And two months later, they called me up and said, we got the law changed. When are you coming? And so I had moved to Asheville, North Carolina from um, New York City at that point. And I just put up a little web page. I put it out there to friends and clients, some of my clients, um, to see if they would donate a little money. And I got like $500. So I hopped in this little beat up Ford Ranger I had at the time with my gas money. I was going to say that might have gotten you down there. Yeah, (laughs) that's about it. I mean, it turned out to be a 10 week (laughs) project. So it was, you know, 500 bucks was not going to cut it. Um, But when I got there, these amazing things happened. Somebody put me up in their RV for free for 10 weeks. Um, wow. Restaurants in town started offering me free food, free salad bar. The coffee shop in town uh, was giving me free breakfast and all the coffee I could drink, and I drink a lot of coffee. Um, and, <laughs> and another thing that happened was local beekeepers. I would go to lunch or something and come back, and there'd be like a little jar of local honey with a post-it note on it saying, sell this to raise money for your mural. Wow. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And so then somebody did a little article, like a local paper did an article that um, about the project and they put it up on Facebook or something and people started donating money from all over the country. And, you know, even other 
other honey companies, small ones around the country, were donating money for me to paint bees on this wall. And I was like, that kind of blew me away. Yeah, you don't hear that. Yeah, where else in the business world is like a competitor paying, you know, to do something. Exactly. So I couldn't help notice that. And, you know, as this was all happening, I was learning more about the bees. There was actually an exit hive because they had an observation hive in the shop on the other side of the wall that I was painting on. So literally bees were flying around me, landing on my brush as I was painting. I had no experience with bees beyond that <laughs> one, really. And you weren't you weren't scared of being stung. I was like, at times petrified, like because. Like, <laughs> but I knew enough. I was learning some things from the beekeepers that it's really about your energy, you know, like just calming down. Bees don't like nervous, anxious. They don't like it when you flail around. So if I started to feel really nervous, what I did was I stepped back and Mm. checked myself and I calmed myself down and then I started talking to them and I'd be like okay girls you know we're in here (laughs) you know and um just here to make you look beautiful yeah and I started to notice as I was doing this maybe the bees flying around me some of the time certainly wasn't all the time it was a big wall and um but the I would turn around as I was painting and I would see like an 80 year old farmer dude talking to like a 16 year old girl with you know nose ring and tattoos and i would see them i wouldn't even always hear what they were saying but they were nodding and they were facing the same way connecting around me painting bees or the bees on the wall or stories about bees you know and that to me was where the magic really started I was seeing this, these humans, like this project that was supposed to be about raising awareness about the bees, was starting to speak about the human spirit, you know, and, and wow, yeah, and I saw that happen from two-year-olds to 102-year-olds. It was not specific to any type of human um, or age group uh, or gender or race, and I started to think about it. The bees aren't anyone specific thing you know like yeah no there's not a stereotype there there's a there's a feminine aspect to the hive but nobody owns the bees in that way and there's very few symbols you know like that in nature you know or anything that is so universal that and the thing about bees is that they're not just over there you know we all love dolphins dolphins aren't owned by anybody but they don't come to your picnic <laughs> they don't show up <laughs> in your car like notice me you know so they're like a bridge species i've started to call them like back to nature so they you know because in one of the things i've learned as i've grown with my connection to nature is that i found that a lot of humans are very disconnected from nature And the bees have helped me and I've seen them help others reconnect with people, reconnect with nature. And so that's what a lot of the work is about. And um, it was on that job where um, someone asked if we could make the the mural site a ride for, or a a stop on a ride for hungry kids going across Florida. It was gonna be a water stop. And I was like, sure, we'll raise more awareness, blah, 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 it'll be great. And Then on that day, someone came up to me with a little honeybee perched on his shoulder. No. Yeah, like a little parrot, if he was like a pirate or something. And he's looking at it and he said, this bee's telling me to come and talk to you. 
And I was like, really, what's the bee saying? And he, um, he said, and we just got into a conversation about bees and honeybees. And he asked me how many were in a healthy hive. And I had literally just learned a day or two before from the beekeepers that 30 to 60,000 was the number. And he just said to me, um, do you think you could paint 50,000 of them? And it was like the second lightning bolt moment um, for me in this whole process. And it's just something in me knew I was going to see if I could do that. It, it almost makes me wonder if the bee that passed, you know, sort of reincarnated on this man's shoulder. Honestly, it's such a, it's such a meaningful moment, both of those moments that have guided your life. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, no, and it was, and there were only 17 bees in the first year. So <laughs> like I was had a real good head start on that one. It was like pretty much next to zero. And, um, and there is something about the bees, like that they are that balance of being an individual, but also always connected to the hive. Like mm-hmm. they see themselves inextricably connected to that. So even when I'm seeing that one bee on the floor of the apartment or that one bee on that guy's shoulder or another one in, you know, anywhere along the route of, of doing this work or in my life, I, it, it's a reminder of that balance. It's not, it, it, they do carry those messages constantly to us. I really believe that. And um, it's, it's fascinating. Um, there's even, there's a lot of, um, ancient stories you can find about honeybees and because their relationship to to honey um, throughout the ages is really powerful but there's an ancient story that um, that the honeybee is the only creature on earth that God speaks directly to and mm. that fascinated me from the day I read that in some book I was like wow because every you know humans and like you know, spiritual texts we get spoken to through dreams we get spoken to through other people nature will speak to us but the thought of like them being spoken to directly and then they are so in every neighborhood on the planet where humans are Mm. there is food being grown where all of that they're right there with us and they've been if if only we take notice right I mean, and then see where it goes. That's the whole thing. That's all I've really done is just followed this unfolding journey with the bees. Well, it's so amazing, you know, how inspired you've been and then how you inspire others and coming from the least likely places. I mean, how does that make you feel, you know, when you realize that's what's happening? Um, I'm kind of like, more of like a consummate artist in that sense. I'm just doing, Mm -hmm. I'm doing a piece of art. Like I'm creating, I'm doing what I do. So this piece of art that I'm creating is 50,000 bees in scale. So it, I have no idea how many murals it's going to be, but each time, um, you know, as I'm creating, it's unfolding and revealing itself. It's, it more is being added and, expanded on like this year i'm going to be doing a lot of native species i'm at wonderful colors in and i'll still be going toward my 50,000 honeybees but mm-hmm. i'm going to be adding in all these other elements um in and unfolding that even further over time 
Um, but that's the journey. And it's, it's like, you know, when I started all this, I knew so little about the world that I'd lived in for, you know, 38 years when I first met that little bee. Like, and, and over time, just by doing this work, it isn't like I sat down and said, oh, I have to learn all of this in a textbook now, and then I'm gonna share it with people. I'm, you know, learning things every single day that I'm hopefully bringing to the work, which is then sharing with other people and hopefully inspiring people to want to do things that are related to climate change, related to the environment. And and because I do believe we can change all this. I believe that the, the problems that are going on in the world are human created. So the beauty mm-hmm. is that the humans can fix it. And there is an opportunity, you know, I've said this before, but like, I think that this is a tremendous opportunity, not just with like climate now with the social issues and Black Lives Matter and how do we really surrender to, yeah, we were not really going the right direction and then get humble and say, how do we really feel what it's like to be be something different and new that gives back to the planet, gives back to our fellow humans as well. And we get to grow in that experience. Like it could be the most incredible thing ever instead of like a lot of the media depicts it as like the most doomsday thing happening. But a miracle is just a shift in perception, right? I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you were telling me about a book and I can't remember the name of it and the front of it talks about if you were if you had a chance to venture into the unknown what what was that quote you were telling me oh that's from a monk in the beehive that's sky and louise taylor's book that was pivotal when i first started doing this work because remember i knew nothing <laughs> so right. i was like meeting people that were really into bees that would visit a bee sanctuary where i was like wait honey's not why you have all these beehives you have them for healing purposes and all these other elements in the hive, you know? And so in that book, I think one of the first quotes on the title page is if you were invited into another realm, would you enter? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's <laughs> Thanks. What a hive is, you know, they're, they exist in this, whether it's in a log or in a Langstroth hive or in, you know, wherever that is, it's like completely dark in there. There's a whole world of mystery in there that we get to peek into if we keep them, but Mm -hmm. also this whole piece of nature. It's such a symbol for me of like the mystery and the, the balancing that's happening all around us. Um, And we walk obliviously through it, but we have an opportunity to be more present with it. Well, I'm just so delighted to talk to you as always. And understand a little bit more about the inspirations that drive you to make the wonderful work that you do. And we have to end for now, but I would like to know a little teaser about the second mural as we go along your journey. Where was that? Yeah. um, Well, the process right after LaBelle, I had this, I was like, okay, let me see if I can do this. Can I change my entire career to go paint bees <laughs> yeah that's a good question like my yeah. son is actually making a living and now he's going to chuck it out the window to go paint bees. and there because of what somebody said right and that's what um 
there was a process in getting to that for sure that is is kind of interesting and i'll tell you the story next time oh i look forward to it okay until next time all right thanks Pam. thanks matt all right later thanks for joining me and matt for this episode remember to follow matt on his website and other social media at the good of the hive